the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture, comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. All right, everybody. Thank you for uh, coming back and to the second episode of Season Watch. And um, I'm just going to start with prayer. God, we just thank you for today, and we pray that you anoint our words, that our words be for you, and that whatever we do, um, we're doing it for your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, thank you again for coming back. We are talking about watching the times and the seasons, and we're looking for signs of his return. And we're going to take this opportunity to warn others about any changes that we see, not just new, but the old ways and the sure foundation. And so some of the things we want to think about as we're jumping in and, and looking at the times that we're in, we remember what the uh, the Bible says. And I'm going to look at uh, Jeremiah 6.16 and, and see how he warns us to shore up the ways of truth. So it says, thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the way, where the good way is and walk in it. Then you'll find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Also, I said a watchman over you saying, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not listen. Therefore, hear you nations, hear, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on this people. Ouch. The fruit of their thoughts, because they have not heeded my words, nor my law, but rejected it. Wow, that's pretty serious warning. And we want to take God seriously. It makes us think about, pay attention to what's going on around us. And uh, so we see that God urges us to follow the old ways, the ways that he's established, the old foundations, the things that uh, are walking in truth. He wants us to walk in truth. So we, we're urged to pay attention to things and then sound the alarm so that we don't fall into calamity. And so we're going to do those things. But last week, we celebrated Constitution Day. Woohoo! I hope you all had a big party. I know I did. Um, and I urged you, please, if you haven't done yet, pick up a copy for yourself of a Constitution while you can. I'm just kidding. Um, get a copy of the Constitution. Get to know it. People uh, have a vague sense of what's in it. You want to know because it's literally your legal protections. And it's something that you just kind of want to know and to tell others about, uh, especially when you're having conversations. That's your opportunity to say, well, what do you think? Do you think that you should have free speech? Well, you know, in order for you to have free speech, you have to let others have 
free speech. And we look at these things. And I, I always say to my students, I say, okay, are you prepared to accept everything that the government tells you from now on? And they always say, of course not. And I think, well, then we have to protect the right to peaceably assemble. We have to protect the right to redress our grievances and things like that. But we have to know them. And I, I find that a lot of people aren't confident. They don't know them. So we're kind of on part two of the Constitution, and this is going to launch us into some exploration of things going on. And we want to pay attention to these things. So um, I did hope you picked up that copy. We're going to talk about um, a little bit on the Constitution, pick up where we left off. We talked about that it's actually a gift to the world, uh, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, because of what it enshrined. And it codified that each person has intrinsic value, that we each have equal value. We get that from the Bible. God is not a respecter of persons. And the founders were big students of the Bible. Even some founders that people claim were, you know, not uh, maybe not followers of Jesus. Maybe they had different views. They all still knew the Bible and knew that it was the moral and right way. And so that's where they got the idea. Everybody has equal value. And we need to remember that. And that uh, our rights to life, liberty, and our pursuit of happiness, what a clever and hopeful concept they came up with. I picture these serious guys with their little white wigs on all the time, and and they're like, uh, God's given us the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hey, that's awesome. Anyway, so uh, what a gift from God, because he did give us free will. He, We have free choice. We get to decide for ourselves. And um, he lets us find our way as long as we're not taking away from those same rights from others. And that's what was codified in both the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And then we read in the Declaration of Independence that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by the Creator uh, with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And then the next linchpin, not just that everyone's equal, but that governments are instituted among men to secure these rights. That is the goal. That is the goal. And they had a reason for that. And they, we find that, that they created a government. We, they created a, a government structure that would restrain government and that uh, governments naturally tend toward tyranny. And so um, this idea of God-given freedom was the foundation of our nation. And it actually became a hope that was exported throughout the world. And you can't deny it. And we, we'll see that. So if you read the whole Declaration of Independence, this is what's interesting. After that, which most people don't really go much further unless you're into history, they have a whole list of grievances against King George. And if you look at those list of grievances, which I find very intriguing, that list of grievances against King George, the things that he did to violate their rights, their rights to being represented, to having laws passed, that to have a say in the laws that were passed, and all those things that they kept doing as a dictate from far away over there in Britain, they did not pass laws equally against the colonists. They like treated them kind of like servants a little bit, as we said last time. And so... We see the list of grievances. Well, the founders converted those lists of grievances essentially in uh, into the Constitution to protect against tyranny. That was the whole goal, and so we see that um, that we that's codified in not just the form of the government, which we talked about—the three branches, co-equal and yet um, 
uh, keep each other in check. But the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights were codified at the same time specifically because of the tyrannies they witnessed. And they knew they had to keep government in check. Government's going to run away with uh, its own power and think more highly of itself than it ought to. Um, and so our founders wanted to craft a government that would best thwart tyranny. They worked very hard at it. That was their whole aim. And so uh, let's look at how some of these ideas were codified in the preamble. We read it real quick last time. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America, right? And that was the first time they, they used that. So... Uh, we the people, right? And so we get this idea of not only the three branches of government, but this idea of what the goal of the government was. And we see also in the preamble for the Bill of Rights. Most of the time we don't read the preamble for the Bill of Rights. And lots of times questions will come up, and I mentioned this last time, how do you interpret uh, a certain amendment? How do you interpret that? You interpret it through the Declaration of Independence and the intent there through the preamble to the Constitution and the intent there and through the preamble to the Bill of Rights, which we mostly don't look at. So I'm going to read it. It's a mouthful. We'll, we'll find out what's in it. But in it, he the, the founders wrote that um, at the time of adopting the Constitution, they expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its powers that further declaratory and restrictive clauses should be added as as extending the ground of public confidence in the government will best ensure the benefit ends of its institution essentially we instituted government uh in a way and we put these checks with the bill of rights in order to keep government from overstepping and to instill trust in the in in the government that it would not overstep its bounds and so um the founders did everything they could think of to um to through constant prayer in order to craft as lincoln said it a government of the people by the people and for the people and so we're the government we're the government all right um so here we are 230 years later and we're kind of noticing that some forces of tyranny are starting to erode these promises and so Here we are, all of a sudden, more than ever, suddenly seeing kind of this poisonous fruit of that old warning about tyranny creeping in. Remember what Ben Franklin said, it's a republic if you can keep it. And so we're seeing some of those erosions. And if you're like me, maybe you're wondering, why is there no outcry? Why don't the people see it? And the answer likely is what John Adams said, that our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And so we see that if the government, for instance, if the government, uh, maybe the judicial branch will will judge a law is unconstitutional or judge an action unconstitutional, guess what? They don't have the power to enforce it. They can only make a judgment. And if the executive branch or the law enforcement decides not to enforce a law, they just won't do it, then we're helpless. Really, we are. And so it ha- it takes a moral people to keep these checks. And so the thing is, we're not here to lament, really, the political situation. We want to look at things through spiritual eyes. And so 
where I'm here just to warn about these erosions and to suggest that this is a satanic scheme that has been uh, in the works to take out America, the last stronghold of freedom. And uh, it's important to keep in mind that we are also the best representatives of the gospel on the earth. And so it's happened in a lot of ways. We've got a socialist narrative that's permeated, and we've got um, uh, regulations and different things that have been passed that thwart the constitutional protections. And there's this persistent dark narrative, most of all, that any influence of God on the state is a perversion of freedom. And so we see the greatest impact that has happened recently from COVID, for goodness sakes. And COVID brought a lot of the deterioration that we see suddenly occurring. I think you all probably noticed it, too. It's like a meat tenderizer that hammered away at our constitutional rights and breaking this connective tissue between Americans and their founding protections. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to play a clip. I think Robert Kennedy, if you've followed him at all, he's really been on the front line of fighting for our health freedoms. And Robert Kennedy Jr. um, addressed a health conference recently, and he really laid out how these protections have been eroded through this deliberate, apparently deliberate process of um, COVID. So if you could go ahead and play that RFK clip. They began attacking our Bill of Rights, beginning with the First Amendment, Hamilton, Madison, and Jefferson said we put freedom of speech in the First Amendment because all the other rights are dependent on it. If you have a government that is immune from criticism, it has license for any sort of atrocity. And as soon as they eradicated free speech on the Internet, in the public square, so people were not allowed to complain about these new policies or to tell stories about their injuries or their experience with these new medical products, suddenly they went after all of the other amendments in the Constitution. The other rights in the First Amendment are the rights to religious freedom, and they got rid of religious exemptions, which are hundreds of years old from vaccination. They got rid of, next, the right to assembly by uh, lockdowns, by social distancing, passing these extraordinary laws, no due process, with no scientific citation that deprived Americans of their rights to assemble. And then they went after the Fifth Amendment right to due process and just compensation in the taking of property. They closed the businesses of 3.3 million Americans, shuttered. Many of those companies, these small privately owned companies, were, are now permanently bankrupt. About 60% of black-owned businesses in our countries are now will never reopen. And they did that without judge's compensation, without due process of law, which is required by the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution. And they went after the Seventh Amendment right to jury trial, an essential right. Our Constitution says no American shall be deprived of the right of a jury of a trial before a jury of his peers in cases or controversies exceeding $25 in value. There's no exception. There's no pandemic exception. And by the way, the framers of the Constitution knew all about pandemics because during the Revolutionary War, There were two pandemic or epidemics at that time that almost destroyed the American army. There was a smallpox epidemic in the army of New New England uh, that debilitated it in its campaign to take Montreal. And we had a malaria epidemic in the armies of Virginia. So the framers of the Constitution, 10 years later, knew a lot about epidemics, but they did not make a pandemic or an epidemic exemption in the United States Constitution. They said, we have jury trials, whether there's an epidemic or not, there is no exception. But 
We have now seen the PREP Act, the CARES Act, the, you know, the, the FICA Vaccine um, Act, the Vaccine Injury Compensation Act have deprived Americans of their right to a jury trial if a pharmaceutical product injures you. If any of these countermeasures injure you, you cannot get a jury trial. The company has complete immunity from liability, and of course that gives them license or any kind of atrocity or bad behavior that they want to commit. There is no accountability. If they poison you, if they kill you, uh, if they lie to you, you cannot sue them. No matter how grievous your injury, no matter how toxic the product, no matter how negligent or reckless conduct, you cannot sue that company. They got rid of the Fourth Amendment, which is the right against warrantless searches and seizures. The government doesn't have a right to come and ask you about your medical status, the pharmaceutical drugs you're taking, where you've been, where you're going, whether you're locked in your home, but all of this track and trace surveillance and the vaccine passports and the, you know, the questioning now if you want to leave your home, if you want to enter a government building or even a private building to go to a bar, to go bowling, to go to a sporting event, now you get interrogated by your government. So all of these rights, and then the, the right, of course, to due process law, you know, in the American democracy, government regulators cannot pass laws without going through a democratic process. They need to give notice of the laws, which has to be published in all the newspapers of record so that people who are affected by those laws are highly likely to see them. They need to publish the proposed rule and then give 60 days or 90 days for notice and comment for people to comment on them and say, wait a minute, that rule is going to affect my business and it makes no sense in my particular business. Um, and the government has to respond to those comments. And then you have a public hearing, you have an environmental impact statement where the government tells the rationale behind the law, the scientific basis for it, where they cite scientific studies and say, these are the studies that underlie our assumption that this law is going to give you the following benefits. And here, incidentally, are the costs of that law. It's mandatory that they tell the costs, they describe them, that they assess them, and that they measure the benefits against those costs. And then there, and none of that analysis ever happened. We never saw a single law that said, here's why masking works. Here's why lockdowns work. Lockdowns were something that the World Health Organization, the CDC, had traditionally rejected in pandemics. They said they don't work and that in infectious respiratory diseases, there's no reason for them. The disease is going to spread and the lockdowns are just going to cause more havoc, more mayhem, more deaths, more injuries, economic dislocations, which are all public health issues. And so none of that analysis for masking, for lockdowns, for vaccination ever occurred. There was no environmental impact statement. There was no risk-benefit analysis. And so there was no informed consent because Americans did not have any capacity to say, what is this vaccine going to do to me? What is this lockdown going to do to me? What is the mask going to do to me? And then, or any kind of macro analysis, what does it do to our society? Will it actually protect us? Will it cause more harm? But none of that analysis ever occurred. And that is against the law. That's part of due process. And then there's a public hearing where Anthony Fauci and the regulators have to come and bring their scientists and their piles of scientific studies and make a case for the law that they're trying to propose. And the public or people who oppose those laws are allowed to bring their scientists in and to cross-examine the government scientists and to, uh, and to direct examine our own. And this doesn't stop countries from enacting emergency regulations for two or three weeks or for a short period of time. You can do these things simultaneously, but none of it ever happened. They just got rid of the United States Constitution, which we've always said, America is an exemplary nation. When we had our revolution in this country in 1776, we were the first democracy in modern times. 
by our civil war, which was 1860 to 1865, there were five democracies in the world. And today there's 185 democracies, and they're all in one way or another. They're modeled on the U.S. model. So we have an obligation, we feel, in our country to the rest of the world to uphold democracy, to fortify it, to make ourselves a model for for this form of governance. Well, so we see right there, he shows, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. talks about how we are a model, that we did export uh, freedom. And so you see how important it is for what's happening to take America down. If American rights can be thwarted with little peep about it, then that's how you get the rest of the world in line. And you notice how he talks about the emergency powers that were claimed. Emergency powers were enacted to suspend our rights, to give them free free reign at our Constitution. But these rights are not in the Constitution. The framers knew that if the government could simply claim an emergency to give itself complete control, the Constitution would be powerless. And so, Again, we must look at these things through spiritual eyes. It's like we've fallen asleep. We've failed to notice as a nation and even as a world the alarm bells of tyranny that are sounding. I mean, we should all know these mandates, uh, denial of common medical treatments, denial of free assembly, free movement, um, unconstitutional changes to the election process, process for emergency reasons. Um, government suspension, government serve, uh, censorship and criticism through big tech and media. We see all these things happening. And um, and there has been some pushback. There's been a lot of people pushing back. Um, there have been a lot of protests around the world. And yet uh, they go on. They get censored. They We don't even find out about uh, what's happening around the world. And so while all this is happening, they're promising a new world order to solve problems that they created. Um, so what's interesting, and I'd like to point this out, a lot of people don't know this, but um, whatever this overthrow of America seems to be suddenly all at once, we see there's kind of an example, spiritually speaking, of what's happened. If you look at the pinnacle of this plot to overthrow America, um, I, I believe happened with little fanfare uh, with the installation of the current Congress, the one that came in after the 2020 vote. And after the powers that be won their victory and supplanted the previous administration, uh, this Congress opened, this 117th Congress opened with a prayer for the first time in American history after this great victory um, that dedicated its sacred work not to the God of the Bible, the sacred work that Congress does on behalf, as representative on behalf of the American people, they did not devote uh, that Congress, open the Congress, and, and devote it to the God of the Bible. No, they devoted it to the great, the one and only creator God, Brahma, if we could get that clip. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths, a man and a woman. So we see there's been not only a great outward change in the way the world works and the way America works, we've actually just witnessed a revolution, a spiritual revolution, and that the nation that was founded on God has just been handed over by our government to Satan and his demons. And so it is a coup. They, they talk about there was a coup. There was a coup. It was a spiritual coup. coup. 
And you should know it's on purpose. Um, and this is who's ruling America. And America hasn't noticed. Uh, but this plan has been in the works ever since uh, the beginning, ever since God prophesied to Satan in Genesis 6 that the seed of the woman would crush his authority, ever since God gave dominion to man in the garden and not to Satan, ever since Satan boasted in Isaiah 14, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will be like the Most High. But we have to remember what God said. He said, You shall be brought down to hell, to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, This is the one who made the earth to tremble, who shook the kingdoms, who made the world a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners. So, What we're going to do is we're going to look at how America has let the powers of darkness come in and pervert the promises until we stand here today painfully aware that in the words of Barack Obama, uh, we are no longer a Christian nation, which is of their own design. And now Joe Biden himself warned us several times since he's come into office, no amendment of the Constitution is absolute. Listen, they always tell you ahead of time what they're going to do. But guess what? God has also told us what was going to happen. We can see these things. We see his prophecies. And he also told us what he would do about it. And so let's take a look as we close up with Psalm 2, and we'll see what's happening right now. Why do the heathens rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast their cords away from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, You are my son. This day have I begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice in trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. So this is no surprise to those who watch. Join me next week as we begin begin to examine where the coming beast kingdom and current events are lining up. And friend, listen, if you're still not sure if you're going to heaven, make the decision today. Jesus died in our place to take judgment for our sins. Ask him to pay for your sins. Tell him you believe in what he did and accept his gift of eternal life and escape all these things coming on the earth. For he said, behold, I come quickly and I believe him. God bless you all. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. Wendy's Words for Him, her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.